Nothing great about the day here. It's wonderful weather for a Sunday afternoon. Swelling the crowd even further. And as mentioned, it's by no means one way here, the support. Benfica have a tremendous following. I think that surprises many of us who visit every year for the International Champions Cup, actually, just how well supported they are across the United States. What's up, Benfica Nation? Welcome to episode 36 of Mr. Benfica. I am your host, the Mr. Mike Agustinu. Welcome back for another podcast. It's another Friday night here in the northeast corner of the United States, the frigid, cold northeast corner of the United States of America. I'm, of course, in the Boston area here, and we saw our first snow this morning. That's right, this morning I was driving into work about 3, three o'clock in the morning, and snowflakes were falling. So um, it's that time of year again. But it's also that time of year where Benfica embarrassed themselves in the Champions League. Ladies and gentlemen, my friends, this is getting old. I forced myself to watch this game again a second time so that I can try to analyze this game. I'm going to try to find solutions. Um, I tried to find solutions, I should say. But I second time around, it was worse than when I saw it live. Um, just see a team with no desire, a team with no belief, with no effort. A coach that just looks like he looks defeated. Looks like he's he's can't get his team to do what he wants them to do, or he's not being allowed to do what he wants to do. I'm like I've said week after week. I am not convinced. Bruno Lage is the man pulling the strings. I'm not convinced because you do not forget how to coach. Or maybe maybe we all overreacted last year. We've got the rest of the season to try to figure that out, but we are saying au revoir to Le Champion. Okay, the Champions League. We are saying goodbye this week. Um, if that makes me a bad fan, well, I disagree because this club and this team has given me no reason, no logical reason to believe that they're going to come out with two wins in these last two matches. Um, and even then, that might not be enough. Uh, you know, it may not be enough to win both matches. You know, Leon could win their next match, and then Leipzig win their last match, and 
we'll, we could be out with two wins. It'll still only be nine points. Uh, missed a golden, golden, golden opportunity in this match day four. I mean, we got the result we needed in the first game of the day when Leipzig beat Shakhtar, okay? Had we gone into that game, at least with the belief that we could win in France in front of, you know, the immigrants, in front of the Luso-French fans, the Benficistas of France, Leon has a huge Portuguese population. I know, I get plenty of downloads in the Leon region. I look at my <laughs> at my statistics, you know. There is a following for Benfica there. And our team just laid an egg, laid a complete dud in Leon. And uh, had we fought for it, who knows, even a draw, we'd be looking at four points. We'd be only a point behind for second place. We would hold our destiny in our hands. Instead, we lay an egg and allow Leon to take all three points. We had a chance to go into second place. Instead, we're dead last. And, you know, um, you know, it, it, I've read all the tweets. You know, I've been all over the social media. I'm not going to tell you anything tonight in, in regards of, you know, my reaction or how I'm feeling about this that everyone else hasn't already said Um if you're not upset with this team, if you're not upset with this roster, if you're not upset with these selections, man, you know, maybe you're not supporting the right club. We are not a small club. I watched Vitori Guimarães and Sporting Braga yesterday. I had some time off yesterday, rare time off. Time I spent watching Benfica as well, but I couldn't help but pausing this game that I'm going to review Switching over to watch Braga work there. Absolute tails off. Watch Ricardo Isgayu do the whole right side of the field. Just up and down, up and down. Watching Andrea Horta orchestrating everything. Ricardo Horta, Fran Sergio. Watching a Braga team, a roster that's nowhere near the quality of ours. And we can complain about our quality, okay? We can. We have a legitimate gripe there about the quality that this club has has filled this roster with there's a lack of it there's no question okay yes we have talented youngsters but you can't, that's not going to cut it in the champions league and we look like you know what we look like we look like the dying days of arsen wenger's arsenals when it was just kids after kid after kid. Yes, we want to use the academy. And yes, we want to keep our best players. And we want to, we want our best players in the academy to play for the first team. But we're forcing it now. We're forcing it. Okay, these there's kids. Tomas Tavares is not ready for this stage. And it's the failure of the board to go out and get a proper backup right back. Why was Andre Almeida not saved in one of the league matches? We had our backs to the ropes in the Champions League. Why was Andre Almeida not saved for this match? Tomas Tavares could have played against Portimonense. He could have played even against Riuav. No, we stick him out there. Okay? And we got two outside backs. Okay? And I, we all love Grimaldo. He does some great things going forward. But neither one of these two outside backs can defend. At least not very well. And we were exposed. We were exposed by the 10th place team in 
the French league. Oh, we were exposed by their their experience, their speed, their skill. Our weak points were made obvious to anybody that was watching. The tenth place team in France just completely outclassed us. But let's let's be realist for one minute here, because I have heard that and how some people, you know, are saying that's unacceptable. What's unacceptable for me is the effort. It's not the result. I'm not so worked up about the result because the effort was not there. Okay? Ha- Listen, let's look. I went to transfer market. So this is according to transfer market. The squad value of the two teams, Befica. Befica's squad is valued at 288 million euros per per uh, transfer market, while Leon's is at 331 million euros. This is there's about a 50 million euro difference in the the value of the two squads. Okay? That that makes a difference. All right, Benfica has no ex- such little experience in that lineup. The players that are experienced, why was PZ set? I didn't hear of any injuries. He went off to the national team. Why was PZ set? Why was Andre Almeida, like I already said, run out for three for two hundred and seventy minutes last week in three matches? Okay, we're putting. Kids like Jetson and Florentino and Tomas Tavares out there exposing them, overexposing them. Okay, we could have used the Samadij in this game, even if he's not as good defensively uh, at breaking up plays as Florentino. He can do more things going forward. Florentino is a, a future world class player. Don't get me wrong. But he's not there yet, especially at this level in the Champions League, okay? You know, whenever Florentino gets the ball, any scout will know that pass is going square or backwards, okay? It does not go forward. It's like playing with one less player offensively because he's only doing the defensive side of the game, which is fine in the Liga Nage. It's not going to cut it in the Champions League, okay? Tomas Tavares... I, I'm not going to beat this kid up, okay? It's not his fault. I said the same thing about Nuno Tavares. But defensively, he's just not... He's not at a level to... He can't play at this level defensively. He can't stay with, with, with you know, Awar. He can't stay with Memphis Depay or anybody else who runs at him. And how how he how is he prepared for this? Well, like I said, I'm going to put out a, a bonus... Um, actually, I haven't said it yet. <laughs> I have not said it yet. Um, there will be a bonus episode coming out shortly where I break down the Befica U19 UEFA Youth League match against Leon. Okay, where I'm going to compare and contrast the 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 differences between the the under 19 team and the first team, and the biggest difference, and I'm sure I'm going to hit on this, is that. On the B team or on the... he Tomas Tavares didn't even play for the B team. What am I talking about the B team? He played in the U23s and in the juniors, the U19s. When those teams play, they have the ball for 80% of the match. They're always attacking. The outside backs are never asked, called on to, 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 uh, to defend. Okay, they're almost never. So right there, Tomas Tavares is not ready to defend at this level. He's never had to. 
Benfica are always the best team on the field, no matter who they play, no matter what level. They're always the tech. There's very few times in the history of Benfica's, you know, since the Seychelles opened up and since the history of the UEFA Youth League that Benfica steps on the field and is not the better team technically. They're right there with the best in the world. Okay. So they're never called on to defend. Now you put the kid in this situation. How is he supposed to even be ready for this? Um, and again, I don't think Bruno Lage is putting these kids out there to burn them. I don't think this is his call. He's a man who has spent so much of his career in youth football. He knows that how dangerous it is to overexpose kids and to put them out there too soon. Lest we talk about, you know, Zagomj who's two levels lower today than he was at 17 years old. At 21 years old, he's at a lower level than he was at 17. At 17, he was playing in the first team. He was he was forced into the first team because he was the top scorer at a UEFA Euro Under-17 championship. He was forced into the first team. It didn't pan out. He burned, and he's still trying to fight his way back you know, into top-level football. Now he's on loan at Portimones. I didn't see him on the field. I know he probably couldn't play, but I how much has he played this year? I haven't seen his name on any score sheets. You know, uh, Vitor Andrade is another name that comes to, to mind. Remember that nice assist he had um, in his debut against Istoril, Rui Vitoria's first game? Oh, yeah, we were so happy. We just launched another youth player. I, I couldn't tell you where he plays. I know he went to he went to Vitoria Guimarães that season on loan. I couldn't tell you where he is today, but he's not in the top level football. And that was Rui Vitoria's first season. So we're going back. We're going back what five years now. So we have to be more careful with these young players, and we need more experience on the pitch in these Champions League games. But like I was saying about Vitoria and about Braga, they go out there and leave it all on the pitch. Poor Vitoria Guimarães has had some fantastic performances in the Europa League where they're overmatched. They're overmatched more than Mefica is overmatched in these Champions League games. Yeah, it's the Europa League, but they're overmatched when they face Arsenal by much more than Befica's overmatched by anybody in their group in this edition of the Champions League. And then Braga. Braga is Portugal's top-ranking team in the coefficient this season. They've earned the most points this season. They're killing it. Top of the group. In a group that features Wolves, no less. They're set to to advance to the round of 32 in the Europa League along with with Wolves. You know, the two play each other next match. If there's a draw, both teams advance. There just isn't the reinvestment into this squad, and it's frustrating. This squad is not strong enough for the Champions League, but they could work harder. They could work harder. They could believe more. They could put it out there. I might be contradicting myself, but that's what these games do to us. You know, when when you with these kinds of performances, that's what they do to us to get us. You know, I'm trying. I'm gonna try very hard not to be emotional tonight. Okay, gonna try to keep it very, very real, very, very um, factual. But we'll see what happens. Um, that's going to be it for, for the rants portion. All right. Stay right there. We're going to have the news coming up. It's the return of the news. Been a couple episodes since we've had news. And then we will have Reconquista because it's time to Reconquistar this plantel, this team. It is time to turn this thing around. 
You know, I think we were all fooled a little bit by the week we had in the Liga Nage. I'm starting to think that the Liga Nage doesn't even deserve a place in the Champions League automatically. Yeah, we, we look like we're going to go ahead of Russia and get another team, but man, it looks like the Europa League is where Liga Nage belongs. We look like a second-rate league. Our top teams are not there. Porto didn't even get out of the first playoff round or the second playoff preliminary round. All right? Benfica's got one win in or three wins in 17 group stage matches. In the Champions League, the last 17 group stage matches. You know, Baquero put out a tweet this week. Uh, Baquero from, from Benfica FM. And uh, it made all the sense in the world. And translated to English, it says something along the lines of supporting Benfica in Europe is when I get a feel of what it's like to support one of those clubs that fights relegation every year. Man, does he hit the hammer, hit the nail right on the head. That is exactly what Benfica are in the Champions League. They're a club staving off relegation as best they can. We're, now we got to be hopeful to get into the Europa League. Uh, we're going to have to play well. I mean, we got to go to Germany and get a get a result and hope. Hope that, that Zenit does not come up with the result against Leon or we're out of the Europa League next. You know, it's going to be goodbye to the Europa League as well. We really, This really gets, has to get turned around. All right, this really has to get turned around by this squad, by this manager. He's got a tall task. And I'm telling you, I'm looking at his body language. He's got that look in his eyes, that l helpless look in his eyes, not like he doesn't know what to do. He looks like he knows what to do and he can't do it. I've seen that look. I've been on enough benches. I've been in that situation where the control has been ripped away from you. Okay, I've seen, I've been with a club and had it torn apart by outside forces. Torn apart by third parties. Making football decisions that they have no business making. That's what I see in the eyes of Bruno Lage right now. Maybe I'm just being a conspiracy theorist, but I... I don't know. I see some. It looks all too familiar in his eyes, and he does his best in the in the in the the press conference to cover it up, to protect his players, to protect his bosses. He does his best, but it's just not. Nobody's buying it, Bruno. Nobody's buying it, my friend. It's time to get honest. It's time for this club to be honest with itself. It's time for these players to look in the mirror. It's time for the staff to look in the mirror. Yeah, we got to go to the transfer market and get a couple reinforcements. I'm sorry. Um, you know, I'm just not content being a domestic club only. And, and that's not what I want for my club. I don't think that's what anyone wants for their club. You know, long gone are the years of the 90s where we do anything to win one title. That's not good enough anymore. All right, Luis Felipe Vieira has done a great job to get us out of that, but right now we're we're going backwards with him. We're going backwards right now, and I know this segment's run a little long. Um, I guess I'll I'll cut it here, and we'll get into the into the news and then into the match. I am the Mister Mike Agostino. Find me on Twitter at 
Benfica Mister and on Instagram at Mister Benfica, and on Facebook, of course, it's Mister Space Benfica. Just search for it; the page will come right up. We will be right back after Reconquista with uh, the first half. All right, we'll talk about the first half of Leon Benfica UEFA Champions League match day four coming right at you. Don't move a muscle. Jornada sofrida, a glória da vitória tem que ser bem nutrida Na reconquista do que é nosso por direito Que eu não fico por fazer o que podia ter sido feito Se queres a nossa força sabes que estamos contigo Em casa ou fora nós somos o eterno abrigo Sabes que estamos contigo Nós somos o eterno abrigo Ouve a nossa voz O querer de todos nós Até que não se explica Carrega bem fica, carrega bem fica Ouve a nossa voz, o querer de todos nós A fé que não se explica Carrega bem fica, carrega bem fica Ouve a nossa voz, o querer de todos nós A fé que não se explica Carrega bem fica, carrega bem fica Ouve a nossa voz, o querer de todos nós Carrega sozinho em cada esquina um vizinho Sente o carinho do Algarve até ao Minho O vermelho pinta a tuga e é isso o teu colinho Na reconquista do que é nosso por direito Que não vi por fazer o que podia ter sido feito Se queres a nossa força sabes que estamos contigo Em casa ou fora nós somos o eterno abrigo Sabes que estamos contigo Nós somos o eterno abrigo and in the news this week we start off right at home at the Cathedral right in the Stadio de Luz that's right the Stadio de Luz is getting a new pitch as we speak uh, the process of removing the old pitch has already begun and a new one will be laid out uh, very shortly within the this international break gives the club a chance to replace the pitch and also um, gives it a chance to hopefully root a bit um, they will have to water it it's not the ideal uh, time of year to be growing uh, grass but of course Rui Costa and Tiago Pinto um, representing Benfica travel to the Netherlands to to check out some of the grass that they um, grow there, given not that kind of grass, okay? <laughs> not that kind of grass. Uh, the the type of grass you play football on and um, as uh, grow it, the, the, the climate right now in Portugal is similar to um, a growing climate in the Netherlands um, weather-wise, so that's why I think they were checking out uh, pitches in the Netherlands. Um, also, Benfica Saad uh, announced... 
this week at a tech summit in Lisbon that the club will launch its own OTT streaming service modeled very much after Netflix. And uh, this is causing quite a stir in Benfica Nation. I am um, taking a more reserved, a more wait-and-see attitude about this because naturally I'd be psyched for more Benfica content. Um, I would love behind-the-scenes content. I know a lot of people are upset that uh, it's more money being taken away from the squad on the field or on the pitch I should say and from the product on the pitch and from strengthening the squad and allowing them to be better reinforced to go out and and fight for um, for good results in Europe in addition to um, setting the club up to win domestic titles a lot of people think that this is uh, redirecting funds away from that um, Again, I'm gonna wait and see. I think this is uh, this is a, a victim of of timing because this was unveiled at, at a summit. Okay, it was, and a lot of people are upset and not realizing that Benfica announced this at a tech summit, and um, this had to have been planned for months in advance. I mean, Benfica didn't just decide after losing to Leon to show up at a tech summit and make this announcement. This was long ago in the plans, and. Um, more access, I think, is good. Benfica is trying to create new forms of revenue. I know some people are going to disagree, but really, I mean, uh, this is really a divisive, uh, divisive issue. Uh, it's, it's. There's two schools of thought here um, in this club among the the supporters. There's the old school and the new school. Um, I'm not really sure where I stand. I think I'm somewhere in between, to be honest with you. I love everything about the way the club used to be, but I'm also realistic in that this is the 21st century, and there are measures that have to be taken that we may not like. Um, I'm not in favor of you know rebranding, so to speak. I'm not in favor of of changing the the emblem, but if that can be offsetted or if that can be delayed or just shelved in in a trade for some ott content and some subscriptions um i think that 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 could be a good thing as well as uh, more exposure of course and um i mean i already pay for an ott service uh btv from the the club and i obviously i i like the network i keep it um I don't like everything that's on it, but I, you know, I pay every month for for BTV, and now the club is is sounding like they are going to launch another uh, over the top technology service, another streaming service. This is more of an on demand Netflix style, um, with more original programming. But I can't, I can't um, sit here. You know, after weeks and weeks and weeks, we're on episode 36 here where I've said that the club needs to create English language content. And um, I can't sit here and criticize the club for lack of content and then criticize them for announcing an OTT service. So I'm going to stand back, see how this plays out. I think overall, I think in the long run, this could be a good thing. I know most of you won't agree with me. I hope we can respectfully disagree on that, but I don't see them as one and the same. I mean, the Saad's job is to be a business. Uh, the Saad is there to make money and to generate funds and generate revenue for the club, um, which in the long run will hopefully reinforce the squad on the pitch. Moving forward now, Befica's U19s were victorious, beating Leon 3 to two in France on when on Tuesday, 
um, to put themselves back atop of the group in the UEFA Youth League, and the club was well supported with a lot of Benfica uh, supporters at the match. And uh, quick announcement here. I think this is a good time to announce it. Special edition of Mr. Benfica coming your way very soon. I'm go because of all of the negativity, all right, and everything we were forced to watch this Tuesday. I'm going to put a positive spin or I you know, I need something positive to to put out there and what I'm going to do this week in the next couple of days is I'm going to put out a match review of this UEFA Youth League match 3-2 victory away to Leon. There's some talent on that field. It'll, it can serve as a little bit of a scouting report. Um, hopefully this is not what our what our Champions League squad is going to look like next season. But you never know if if the club's <laughs> mentality stays the way it is. Let's get a peek at what's coming down the pipeline. But no, in all seriousness, um, a very good match, and I can I want to give the I want to take the opportunity I should say to um, maybe compare and contrast the differences between the first team and the U19s which include be a mix of B under 23 and under 19 players um i i look forward to that and um you know stay tuned to the channel stay tuned to the feed and uh, that should be dropping any time you know in the next couple of days or so and Benfica's women's football team still rolling. Last week, beating Kadima 10-0 to stay perfect in all competitions this season and stay top of the table as they head into their international break. Benfica basketball beats Inter Bratislava 77-68 Wednesday night at the Pavilion de Luge. The Eagles are 3-0 and now in the FIBA Europe Cup. Um... And they're in first place in their group, and they were led by a double-double from Torre Murray, I believe a former New York Knicks player. Uh, he had 17 points and 10 assists in his double-double. Bettine Gomes with a double-double of his own, 14 points, 10 rebounds. Men's handball blown out 33-23 in round 11 of the championship by Porto. Volleyball wins in straight sets, 3-love. Um... Over the Montenegrin side, OK Budva in the first leg of the Champions League second round. They will now travel to Montenegro for the second leg, needing to win only one set to advance. Futsal beats Sandin 7-2 last week, round 8 of the Liga Placard. And this is a late-breaking news. Ferru, who suffered an injury, of course, against Leon, which we're going to talk about in a little bit, um... Apparently has trained with a mask and will be traveling or has traveled, I should say, to the Asurge, uh with the with the club and is possibly an option to play tomorrow against Santa Clara for uh, Benfica's first team. Let's go to the scoreline now. We're going to go over the scores in match day four of the UEFA Champions League starting on Tuesday. All right, we start off in our own group. Zenit nil, RB Leipzig two. The German side is now top of the table. Barcelona nil, Slavia Prague nil at the Camp Nou. Disappointing um, result for the Catalan side as they continue to struggle, becoming more and more of a messy plus 10. Leon, Olympic Leon, of course, three. Sport Lisboa and Fica one. Um, that's obviously the theme of this episode tonight. Chelsea 4, Ajax 4 in a thriller. Napoli 1, uh, Red Bull Salzburg 1, 
Liverpool 2, Genk 1, Valencia 4, Lille 1, Borussia Dortmund 3, Internazionale 2. We move to Wednesday, Bayern Munich 2, Olympiacos 0, Lokomotiv 1, uh, Juventus 2, Wonder goal from the Douglas Costa at the death to secure the three points for the Italian champions. Shock result here. Bayer Leverkusen 2, Atletico Madrid 1, Paris Saint-Germain 1, Club Bruges 0, Atalanta 1, Manchester City 1, Red Star Belgrade 0, Tottenham Hotspur 4, Real Madrid 6, Galatasaray 0, and Dinamo Zagreb 3, Shakhtar Donetsk 3. All right, let's take uh, let's take it from here and let's get a little bit of audio here and go right into Olympic Lyon Benfica match day four of the UEFA Champions League. And welcome back to Mr. Benfica. This is episode 36 and we are talking UEFA Champions League today. It is match day four and we're going on a trip. We're going to France to the city of Lyonnais, the Grand Pama Stadium, the Stade Grand Pama in Lyon. Attendance for this match is 51,077. The referee is Bjorn Kuypers of the Netherlands. And the clubs walk out to the Champions League anthem when the broadcast begins on 2DNA here in the United States Spanish language um, streaming package. It has all Champions League games on it in Spanish. Um, the referee talks to the captains. Leo Dubois and Ruben Dias are the captains in this match. And let's go to the lineups. Let's get started. Uh, starting with Leon in goal. Anthony Lopes, the Portugal international. The back four are there, 4-4-2. Leo Dubois is the right-sided defender with Jason Denier and Joachim Anderson as the center-back pairing. And Youssef Kone is the left-back. Jeff Rene Adelaide is the right-sided midfielder with Thiago Menge and Lucas Tosar playing as the double pivot with Josem Aywar on the left side of midfield. Up front, Moussa Dembele partners with 
Memphis Depay. Benfica would also go into a 4-4-2. Some changes in their lineup. Odie is in goal as usual. The right back. Now let's go back to the last episode. Okay. When we talked about the three victories for Benfica. Nine points in a week. Right. That was episode 35. I had said that people probably weren't going to like this. But Andre Almeida played an awful lot of minutes in that week. And I said that's a sign that Tomáš Tavares was going to start this match. Guess what? There he is. The teenager Tomáš Tavares starts as the right back. Fehu and Ruben Diaz are the center back pairing with Grimaldo on the left. Four-man midfield. Florentino and Gabriel in the middle with Jensen playing down the right and Chervi down the left. And it's a return to the same strike partner as in the last two matches in the Liga. It is Chiquinho pairing up with Carlos Vinicius. And as the match gets started in the fourth minute from a Memphis Depay corner, we get a little bit of this. That was the short corner there taken by Memphis Depay to Jeff Renier Adelaide, who quickly found Leo Dubois and Leo Dubois with a brilliant cross, uh, outswinging cross with his right foot, falls right on the head of Joe Kim Anderson, and the central defender heads it home, and Bayfica are behind right at the start, four minutes in, 1-0 to Leon. A nice assist from Dubois, which... Gave Befica's goalkeeper little chance of coming out to claim it before Anderson could head it home. The Dane scores and puts Leon in the lead. And again, it's right off the bat. If you're Befica, if you're the players, you know, you've got these Champions League woes. These these This is just difficult um, mentally on these players. You can tell that they know they don't play well in this competition, and then four minutes in, you find yourself behind, and it's a little bit of a sense of, here we go again. And, uh, it, um, you know, the exact opposite of match day three, where Benfica got on the board quickly. And I think you're going to see over the course of this match just how big of a difference uh, not having Rafa is in games like this one, especially. In the Liga, we can get by, but in matches like this one, this is just... Losing a player of that level and having no one to replace him or to even come close is is um, very upsetting. I mean, Chervi will give you a lot defensively, and he you know he's doing everything he can. Um, I know he gets some of the bad rap, but it, he he has a different game than Rafa's, but he does bring some defensive stability. But you know, in this in this match, it just completely exposed defensively Benfica were they were just completely shown up if you would uh defensively them they had no answer for Leon and in the ninth minute 
it says Leon are well on top, and it would be no surprise to see them double their lead as Leon continuing to go forward, continuing to press forward. You know, very little coming out of Benfica offensively. Uh, Memphis Depay is currently moving in a central role and pulling all the strings for the hosts, playing as a legitimate number 10 right now at this stage in the game with Awar Tosart and Tiago Mendes all offering support from deep 11th minute. Awar sends in a teasing cross from the left where Vlakodimish rushes off his line to punch it clear. Manages to do so, but he takes out teammate in the process, and this is the unfortunate injury to Ferru, who was, you know, did suffer. I think he suffered a concussion. I don't know how he didn't. I don't even. I have no idea how he could be medically cleared to to train already. Um, perhaps he wasn't concussed, but it 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 didn't look good. If you saw his eyes, they he was somewhere else there for a moment, and uh, ended up with just a nose fracture, but. Apparently, the medical team has cleared him, and um, again, more to say about this medical team. Uh, you heard there in the beginning of Bruno Lage in his pregame press conference, he was talking about he doesn't like the term rotated, rotating squad, and um, or rotating the squad. He doesn't like that, but... Um, I hate to say it, but that's exactly what what happens in these Champions League games. And he talks about the injuries, and he says that he's making adjustments because they've lost a player every game. Well, that's something that needs to be addressed. Again, I'm going to beat up on this medical team a little bit because you shouldn't be losing games to injury every single match, losing players to injury, excuse me, every single match. Players should be recovering a lot faster. They're not. Fortunately... Shikinyu was able to recover and get himself back into this lineup because if we didn't have him now, imagine, we'd be still stuck with those two forward setup that we would be using before he came back. All right, and we would see Seferovic and and uh, Carlos Vinicius playing up top, neither one really able to do their job, neither one able to support the other because neither one of them have the characteristics to play in that position and to get in between lines. And in the 16th minute now, we have another... We have to go to the substitutes bench, of course, due to the injury. Ferru is stretchered off and is replaced by Jardel. And again, for everything this guy has given Benfica over the years, I'm obviously grateful and I respect him very much. But at this stage in his career, this is a problem when you have to bring on a Jardel in the Champions League in a must-win, at least must-point you know, point. You must at least get points situation on the road. And um it doesn't it doesn't help Befica any. And in the however in the seventeenth minute we have a chance here as the ball is gifted to Shikinyu following a terrible back pass. And he follows the races into the, and he forward he goes forward to the races into the box, but he doesn't get his head up as he looks to find Vinicius squaring straight to Anderson, who's thumps square 21st minute a shout of penalty however there is no penalty as a left wing cross strikes Jardel inside the box with the de- defender prevents it from reaching Memphis Depay but shielding it um, by shielding it back to his goalkeeper the Dutchman bellows for a penalty claiming it struck the substitute's arm referee waves the claims away 
23rd minute, another chance here as Alwar picks up a clever ball into Dem or picks out a clever ball into Dembele after a jinking run on the left. But the striker's touch to take it around the defender is just too heavy, and Vlacodimos can claim the ball. He comes out, pounces on it. Benfica try to counter, but Shikinu drags a poor effort wide of goal at the other end. 25th minute, it's Depay once again. The Leon forward pounces on a loose ball, drives it at the defense, but sees his left-footed effort from the top of the box deflect off a defender and loop wide. Goes off of Jardel, uh, giving a corner to the French side. 27th minute, wide as Benfica craft a neat attack down their right side. And it's worked into Jetson Fernandes in the box. But the midfielder guides his left-footed effort wide of the target from inside the box. Should have really worked uh, the goalkeeper there. And Jetson is another player. You know, he missed a large chunk of the season. He never really got his bearings this season. Never really got started going. And he's already played like four different positions this season. And um, for a young player like him who still has you know very limited experience I think he needs a little bit more stability and if he's gonna play I think he needs to play in um you know the similar role or in the same role sometimes he's playing wide he's he's better in the middle as we all know he's best used in the middle but that position right now is filled with Gabriel and Tino both healthy um so Bruno Lage opts to play him down the right side and 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 he does add some defensive cover, but going forward, you know, he he really still isn't at the level of what we need in this competition. We're in the 31st minute, and Tomas Tavares breaks down the right, um, and he finds Fernandes in the midfielder. tries a clever scorpion finish. It ends up it ends up some way wide of the target, however. 32nd minute, we have a block where the mid the midfielder is starting to find the dangerous shooting positions with regularity, receiving a ball on the end of a move, but seeing his shot blocked. Grimaldo then, on the follow-up, fires the follow-up shot over the bar. Befica starting to give some indication that they're going to fight their way back into this competition, into this match, but then in the 33rd minute... Awar brings it superbly down the right into the center of the box. Or down the left, I should say, down Befica's right. Beating Tomas Tavares, really making him look foolish with it. With a simple little uh, change of speed, Tomas Tavares can't adjust. Uh, Awar goes right by him and then perfectly dinks the ball in. And he finds the informed Dutchman, Memphis Depay, who hammers it home. 2-0 to Leon. In the 33rd minute, and the stadium is on its feet, going crazy. And 
very, very um, deep hole here Benfica have dug themselves into. And it seems to be a little bit of a characteristic also in these Champions League games of this Benfica side. And in addition to coming out flat off, and as they start going, once they start seeming like they're going to get themselves back in the game, they create a few chances. It seems like as soon as that happens, they're primed to, for a counter and to find themselves picking the ball up out of their own goal. And it happens here again. If you could trying to get numbers forward, trying to look for an equalizer, and they end up surrendering as... Now, Depay has been directly involved in seven of Leon's last ten Champions League goals, scoring four and assisting three. And he matches Sonny Anderson, the Brazilian's record of netting in four consecutive appearances in the UEFA Champions League. Benfica trying to rebuild, however, in the 36th with an effort that goes wide. It's Chiquinho as he attempts to have the deficit. As Befica come out swinging from the kickoff, but the forward digs his effort wide from outside of the box. And I'm, if I'm not mistaken, this is Chiquinho's uh, debut in this competition. Leon look really in the mood, though, in the 38th minute. They're sweeping the ball around confidently. And Befica are penned once again in their own half back against the ropes, to use the boxing analogy. And it's like Befica's got their back to the ropes. And if you've ever seen boxing or mixed martial arts when the guy's back against the cage. And Befica not even putting their hands up right now. They're not even defending themselves. Leon just taking shot after shot. And 40th minute, almost everything positive about Leon's play is coming down their left-hand side. That's the side, of course, with Jedson and Tomas Tavares trying to defend the two, two most inexperienced players on the pitch trying to keep up with Leon's strongest uh, corridor. And uh, Awar pulling all the strings. The 21-year-old looking so dangerous in this match. And he is absolutely just having himself um, a memorable night there down the left. Of course, it's slim pickings. It's, or I should say the picking is ripe there for that kind of performance. And 42nd minute, uh, Rene Adelaide dances around inside from the left. With ease before playing a clever reverse pass to Dubois. Dubois ran into the box. Cuts back for Depay on the edge of the box. Who rolls it back to Rene Adelaide. But he just can't steer his left foot effort into the top corner. It's just wide. But it was very nearly 3-0 here. And it just looked at this point like this was gonna be this was just a, gonna be a long match for Benfica. Very little showing that um would indicate Befica are going to turn this around somehow. Bruno Lage scratching his head. Looks just absolutely uh, distraught. Um, like I said, looks like a man who, who's had control pulled from him or looks like he's been, you know, strong-armed into making certain decisions. He looks incredibly unhappy um, during this match, obviously. And, I again, I just I wonder what goes on behind the scenes because um, it's not always as simple as what it appears on television. 43rd minute, Gabriel goes into the referee's book as he picks up a belated booking uh, as he had it was coming to him. And the referee had played advantage on a foul on Tossart um, after the play. The referee finds Gabriel and puts him in the book. And in the 45th minute, Befica struggling to put together intricate attacks as the half wears on, being forced to hit the long 
the long pass to try to bypass Leon's press. Benfica having no answers. Again, too much trying to play out of the back, in my opinion, in these games. Okay? Too much uh, of the flavor of, of the time. Everybody wants to be Barcelona on the pit. Well, not everyone's Barcelona. In fact, there's only, you know, Barcelona, Manchester City, um, you know, and few other teams can play out of the back that way, okay? Uh, there are times where you have to be direct and you have to swallow your pride. Nobody's too good to relieve pressure once in a while to play the ball down the other end and try to be the ones imposing some pressure for a once instead of always trying to absorb it all. 45 plus 3. Grimaldo finds Chiquinho in the box and the forward lashes a fierce effort at goal, but... Uh, after getting between Denier and Anderson, it's straight at Anthony Lopes, and the Portuguese goalkeeper parries it away. And one minute later, it's Gabriel again, heading it back across goal from a resulting corner. And Jetson looks to have a golden opportunity at the back post, but Kone throws himself at it to force another corner and deny the midfielder. And with that... The referee blows his whistle for halftime, and we're into the team room for the half. Benfica trailing 2-0 at this point. And Leon got out to a flying start through Anderson's towering header at goal before Depay fired home an excellent work from Alwar down the left to double the advantage for the French side. Benfica unsettled by an injury uh, to Ferro, and... They saw their young defenders stretchered off and now have a two-goal deficit. Leon have been dominant in the first 45 minutes and will feel confident of seeing this result out as they continue to play as they have done with Awar in particular impressing. Befica have often worked the ball to Jetson, who has frequently picked up dangerous positions but has found his shots uh, charged down or wide of the mark thus far. All right, we're going to take a quick break right here. Okay, we're going to go pay a bill, and we're going to come back with the second half. All right, don't go anywhere. This is Mr. Benfica. I am the Mr. Mike Augustine. You find me on Twitter at Benfica Mr. and on Instagram at Mr. Benfica. We'll be right back with the second half. Welcome back to episode 36 of Mr. Benfica. Let's get into the second half, and right off the bat, uh, a couple of substitutions, one for each side. Bruno Lage goes to the bench and brings on Aris Seferovic for Jetson. And Rudy Garcia also goes to the bench and brings on Maxwell Cornet for Memphis Depay. The Dutch international appearing to have come off with some sort of an injury as well. And both sides reshuffle since the since the halftime uh, changes. Chiquinho moves out wide to accommodate Seferovic in the center while Cornet has moved out to the right and Rene Adelaide has taken up a position in behind Dumbele, transitioning to a 4-2-3-1 from the 4-4-2 that Leon started with. And 49th minute, it's Leon again over the bar. Thiago Menge fouls Grimaldo in a very... Po- uh, sorry, it's Befica this time. Thiago Minch fouls Grimaldo in a very dangerous position just outside the box to the left of the goal. Chiquinho rifles an effort over the wall that has Lopes scrambling across his line, but the but it finds its way just over the bar. 
And we go to the 52nd minute, and Lopes comes out to claim a loose ball ahead of Seferovic, but makes a mess of his own momentum and takes a tumble, takes him tumbling forward, and he loses his grip on the ball. However, the flag goes up for offside uh, against Seferovic and spares the goalkeeper's blemish uh, there, blemishes. 54th minute, it's Awar picking up picking out a superb ball as Leon put together a sweeping counterattack, picking out Dubois in space on the right. The fullback advances before striking a low effort from outside the box, but it doesn't have the power or the placement to beat Odie as the Greek international goalkeeper is all over that one. 56th minute now, Benfica threatening again. Another nice save from Lopes as Seferovic drifts uh, out to the right, receives the ball from Tavares, before cutting inside and blasts an effort towards the near goal. But Anthony was on alert and he gets across his, across his goal well. And he beats it behind for a corner kick. 58th minute, it's Chervi trying to redeem a poor corner um, that was cleared to the edge of the box. With a speculative effort from outside the area but only succeeds in sending his shot high over the bar. And more shouts of penalty in the 60th. Grimaldo is ushered off of the ball by two Leon defenders. As he surges into the box, but the referee isn't interested in the left-back's appeals as he hits the ground. And the Spaniard is not pleased at all. Referee looks the other way. Not going to check it. We're going to play on at this point. And Befica looking for anything to just get some momentum going. Looking to turn this match around. 62nd minute. Um, an effort goes wide. Gabriel meets across well and flashes a header towards the far corner, but he can't keep it inside the post and sends it just wide. Um, 64th minute, it's Carlos Renicius receiving the ball as Benfica have an excellent opportunity to break with Leon caught out. And Seferovic is in with acres of space to his right. However, the forward can't take the ball under control. Ends up losing possession, much to the dismay of his strike partner. 65th minute, it's now Leon going close. Awar feeds Rene Adelaide, who has come out to the left, and the midfielder drives inside before curling towards the bottom corner of the edge of the box. But it's narrowly past the post. Lovely effort, but Vlakodimus, though struggling to get there, he, I think he would have got there to make the save anyway. And the game is turning a bit wide open. And in the 67th minute, it's another wide effort. Befica get nearly get one back as Gabriel links up with Seferovic before rifling an effort just wide on the left hand from the left hand post from outside the box. It's been the story of the attacks tonight for Benfica, just getting close. Okay, lack of lack of finishing in in this competition is also hurting Befica. Um, sometimes one goal changes everything, as we saw last week. I mean. Uh, Benfica, last, I shouldn't say last week, last match day, Benfica getting an early lead allowed them to be a little bit more of the Benfica we know, still not performing at the level we know they can or the level we expect them to. But, again, Benfica come into this match on the back of five straight victories in all competitions, and you wouldn't have known it from watching this match. They were not prepared for this. The execution wasn't there. There was effort at times, but still not enough. All right. And in the 69th minute, another chance um, missed here. This time it's Leon as Benfica makes a mess of clearing their lines. And Tosart thumps a striking effort at goal. Odie can't hold on to it, 
but he gets to the rebound just ahead of Rene Adelaide. 71st minute, Leon taking back uh, control of the match, beginning to dominate possession again and forcing Befica to play on the break. But the visitors have yet to make the most of the counterattack. We're really struggling to get any kind of counterattack going in this one. 73rd minute, Rui, uh, Rudy, excuse me, Rudy Garcia goes back to his bench. And the former Arsenal man, Rene Adelaide, is making way for a former uh, Chelsea player. Bertrand Traore replaces Jeff Rene Adelaide. And um, also, Benfica going to go to the bench at the same time as Bruno Lage brings in PZ to replace Cervi. I will never understand why it took until the last quarter of an hour to get PZ into this match, okay? Even at his worst, PZ is able to connect passes. PZ is able to find open players. We're lacking everything in the final third, lacking that, that delivery. Um very late in my opinion for Lige to be going to the bench to bring on PZ and another effort in the 75th goes wide Shikinyu takes the ball on the spin in a central position rifles an ambitious effort towards the bottom left corner um, of Anthony Lopes's goal however it has plenty of pace it's just wide of the mark but Lopes had his angles covered anyway well we move to the 76th minute and finally the breakthrough And you heard it there, originally called offside by the the referee. However, uh, a VAR check would reverse the referee's call and the goal would be allowed. Harris Seferovic gets his second in the Champions League after a VAR check. And who else but PZ coming in and deserving plenty of credit for this one. An outstanding ball from deep to pick out Seferovic's run. It was Benfica's only route to goal for much of the match. Um, but the two substitutes have quickly executed, and Befica find themselves, you know, back in the in this one. Maybe can begin to hope to rescue a point here. Um, again, why so long to bring this guy in? But it is um, Seferovic making a nice run in behind Denier, and he latches onto the long ball from Pizzi before slotting the ball emphatically. A very well struck um, on a turn. Um, effort from the Swiss attacker and he emphatically nailed it into the bottom right corner of the goal. The flag had gone up for offside like we said and it looked very tight but following a VAR check the goal is allowed. Befica draw one back. It's 2-1 now to Leon, and Befica are hoping to get back into it and I was hopeful at this point and I said, if we can just put together 15 good minutes, we might be able to rescue a point here and give ourselves some kind of hope going into the last two match days. Um, and that goal was Benfica's first in France in the Champions League, believe it or not. 
um, of course, in the Champions League era, that that means. Um, having gone four without one before this match, four matches in France before this in the Champions League era, with no goals for Benfica. Um, and Benfica's tails are up since of the goal, and Lyon finally find them, uh, suddenly find themselves sitting back and absorbing pressure from the Portuguese side um, as Benfica go in search of a equalizer. However, 84th minute now, um, Traore does well to wiggle free on the right and cuts inside to his favored left foot before unleashing a powerful drive at goal blocked bravely by Jardel. 86th minute, and it's Arwar released into the box down the left once again where he had a field day in this match. He did what he wanted basically for the entire 90 minutes. And he... He skips away from his man before trying to tuck the ball away, but Odie is quick off his line and saves it bravely at the midfielder's feet from close range. Um, just as Benfica thought they might be getting back into this match, Leon regains control. 88th minute, Dembele with an effort as he takes the ball in the air with his back to goal and a defender for company, but still manages to hook an acrobatic effort around his marker narrowly par uh, past the po uh, the post. Vlacodimos uh, was beat on this one, but the ball f did not find its way inside the post. But we go to the 89th minute, and it's uh, the dagger in the heart of Benfica. Bertrand Traore, the substitute, seals the three points for Leon in the 89th minute. Um, Cornet steps inside from the left and is felled on the edge of the box, but it breaks for Traore on the right side of the area. The momentum of the move looked to have been lost, but the winger cuts inside of his marker and ruthlessly curls into the bottom left corner. What a finish. 3-1 to, to Leon. Cornet with the assist, also a sub. So the two substitutes here combine to deliver the final blow to Benfica to the final dagger. Maxwell Cornet um, with a brilliant assist here. And he would go down the left flank again, down Benfica's right side, where they were getting absolutely pulverized all match. Um, and it was a moment of magic there for the French side. 90th minute, a substitution for for Leon as Rudy Garcia. Basically, this is this has some backstory. Okay, um, after the match in Lisbon, after Benfica won two one, um, this player, this Brazilian center back, Marcelo was was kind of harassed by Leon fans in the Lisbon airport. Um, he's not a favorite of the fans. They have been making him a scapegoat for a lot of the problems this season. And from what I understand, they're also a lot of the ultras are not are not terribly happy with Rudy Garcia. And in the 90th minute, Rudy Garcia sort of gives the middle finger to the Leon, to his own ultras as Marcelo comes on for 
Hausam Ior, one of the better players in the match, and um, you, the reaction is less than than positive for the Brazilian defender. However, Rudy Garcia sending a clear message that he is not going to be intimidated by supporters, and uh, the referee will blow for the final whistle at ninety plus four. Befica have lost three of their four Champions League games this season and face a real fight now to qualify for even the Europa League as we remain footed at the basement of the group on just three points. Um, Leon will travel to Marseille next. Benfica visiting Santa Clara tomorrow. Uh, Benfica need to turn it around. A lot of people unhappy with, with Bruno Lage's post-game comments saying that he quickly turned the focus towards Saturday's game at Santa Clara in the Azores. And um, people that that's just not rubbing people the right way. Um, once again, the Champions League seems to be sh- cast aside as less than important. And um, very, very uh, frustrating performance from Benfica, no doubt. Um, I can't imagine anyone was happy with what they saw in this match from from our side, and this needs this ship needs to get right quick. Okay, we showed a little bit of promise, but maybe maybe last week, but maybe our league just really is that bad that we can play bad and still look like we're improving. Um, we'll we'll have to wait and see how the match with Santa Clara goes. Obviously, Benfica have no option but to get 3 points. They have every responsibility to take all 3 points at the Stadio San Miguel in Ponta Delgada, but um again, you know, we're going to go into match day 5 now. We're traveling again, going to Leipzig to meet the German side, side that beat us in our stadium in match day 1. And a side that's looking to lock up qualification for the round of 16. Going to be a very, very tall task. Um, very poor performance from Mifika, like I said, especially down the right corridor. Uh, Leon had their way in that section of the field all match long. Let's go to the goal point and look at the rating. Starting with Leon, Anthony Lopes with 5.0 in goal. The right back Dubois with an assist and a 5.8 rating. Anderson, the center back, 8.5 rating, given the man of the match on the goal point with the 8.5 rating. Denaye was 5.8, while Kone, 5.9. Awar, a 6.9 down the left, a very good performance for the young uh, winger for Leon. Toussaint with a 6.5. Memphis Depay, 5.7 in, a, in one half of play, only played in the first half, came off at the half, but a goal to his name, Thiago Mendes, 6.4, uh, Rene Adelaide, 5.2, and Dambele with a 4.6, Benfica, Vlacodimos earns a 5.5 despite uh, surrendering three goals, he had a decent performance, made some good saves, kept the game close while he could, Tomas Tavares with a 4.9, Ruben Dias, 5.9, Ferru, with no no rating as he left the game so early. His replacement, Jardel, earned a 5.1. Grimaldo, a 5.2. Not a very good game from Grimaldo once again. And um, I think we're starting to see this is going to... I hope this doesn't rub people the wrong way. Um, but we're starting to see, I think, why Grimaldo is still at Benfica. Very, very good player in the Liga Nage. But when those stakes are raised, he struggles to really 
leave his his imprint on the match. And defensively, his his liabilities defensively get exposed by this caliber of opponent. Jetson, 4.1, had the lowest rating of any of the, the starters that, that finished the match. Uh, or I shouldn't say finished the match. He only played the first half, but only a 4.1 rating. So the lowest rating of any player that actually played long enough to earn a rating. Florentino with the 6.0. Gabriel 5.1, Chervi 5.1, Carlos Vinicius 5.0, and Chiquinho 5.3. A couple of statistics. We go to shots, and Befica actually winning this battle with 16 shots to Leon's 13. However, only three on goal, on goal while Leon had six on goal. Shots inside the area were seven apiece. Um, passes. Connected passes. Leon 538 passes. Benfica 453. Efficient pass efficiency. Leon 83.1%. Benfica 81%. However, most of Benfica's passes were lateral and backward, whereas Leon got a lot of forward passes in. So again, these stats don't tell the whole story. And the efficiency of the vertical pass or the forward pass, Leon 6. 4.9% efficient. Befica only a 59.7% efficiency in the vertical pass. Crosses. Leon with 11. Befica whipped in 15 crosses. Very little to show for it. Um, a lot of times Befica just dumping the ball in for crosses. Not well delivered. Um, not finding teammates. Seven corners for Befica. Two. Leon's three. Leon winning six, 63 duels to Benfica's 59. Eight fouls committed by Leon, nine by Benfica. Uh, one offside each. And, of course, possession 53% to 46 in favor of the French side. And let's go with a few more statistics here. As we have... Actually, we have all the statistics covered. So... That was the performance from Befica in this one, okay? Um, again, not a good performance. Um, we expected better. We we want better. We will expect better. We need to demand better from this team. It's not okay to go into this competition and just lay eggs like this. We got to hear the sad talking all the time about the market in, in Asia, the market in India, the market in America, and I get all that, but if you play crap football like we do in the Champions League, there's no market for you. Nobody's going to buy Benfica swag when Benfica are losing five out of six games in the Champions League. This needs to turn around. Okay? And, again, I know sometimes I come to the defense of Bruno Lage, but honestly, my most honest opinion is that it doesn't matter who the coach is right now. Nobody is going to be hired to come in as a coach that is not going to be a yes man that is not going to not going to carry out this club's vision of only promoting from within uh, you know and that all the solutions are here within say shall is where is the market and that attitude needs to go away fast we gone from in such a short time we've gone from not using any youth players not being able to promote anybody to discarding them giving them away a la Bernardo Silva and, you know, Ivan Cavaleiro and, you know, numerous João Cancelo hardly, hardly got a sniff for us. Um, we've gone to not using any of those kind of world-class talents while we had them to basically every 19-year-old that's on the B team 
now looks like he's going to play in the Champions League. Not acceptable for a club of our dimension. If we want to be a big club, and I believe we want to be a big club, okay, yes, we got to do all those things off the pitch that the club's working on, but we still need to deliver on the pitch, on the biggest stage, not just in the Liga Naj, not just in the Taça da Liga or in the Taça de Portugal. We have to do it in Europe. When Europe is watching, you want to expand your brand, do it in Europe. Europe. All right, everybody. Thank you for joining me this week. Uh, I think that's enough of a rant, enough of uh, negativity. So like I said, we're going to have some positivity coming out in the next couple of days. All right. I'm going to have a review of Benfica's U19 victory over Lyon earlier in the day before the match we just reviewed. Um, and I hope to be able to really draw some good co um, comparison between the two sides, see what's going on, see what's coming up the pipeline. And um, I think by watching the under-19s, the under um, we can unlock some of the issues that are harping this first team. All right, also, Saturday, November the 9th, okay? It's probably already passed by the time some, most of you listen to this, but Benfica versus Santa Clara in the Asurj, okay, at the Stadio San Miguel, 1 p.m. Eastern time here in the United States. That is 10 a.m. Pacific time, 6 p.m. Mainland Portugal time, 5 p.m. local time in Ponta Delgada in the Azores, all right? Um, again, shout out to Nina. I think Timo's there too. Maz is there. Shout out to everyone in the Azores that uh, made the trip to support the team in this match. Three points, a must. Okay, three points are a must in this comp in this match um, on Saturday. It's the bare minimum. And I'm also one other thing I want to hit on is you know some people. It didn't take long till Thursday. Some people, you know, tweeting and going to social media to poke some fun at Porto for their uh, their performance in the Europa League. And you know what? I got to be honest with everybody, be honest with y'all. I'm so past that. This team is playing so poorly that I really don't give a damn what Porto did. It's no consolation to me. I don't understand if that's any kind of consolation to somebody. Um, when the team is playing this poorly, you know, yeah, so what? So they lost to Rangers. We we don't have our uh, our act together either. So um, I think Benfica as a whole needs to turn the focus inward, and this needs to be improved. Okay, we need to look at ourselves, supporters, you know, dirigents, um, board members, staff members, players. Everybody needs to pick it up right now, and needs to get going in one direction, and um. You know, the idea of just being happy about your rivals' lack of success, that's for the small clubs. That's for the smaller clubs that I'm not going to name here on this platform, okay? Befica are bigger than that. It's about us. It's always been about us and what we do, okay? And hopefully um, we can turn this thing around and get going in the league, get some momentum. Match day five comes up at the end of this month. We do have an international break after this game on Saturday. And we'll see how Benfica return from the international break. They will start off with a cup game on the road to Vizela, third or third uh, division side, Campeonato Portugal side, Vizela. Um, probably see, we'll probably see a stronger side, honestly, in that match than we saw in this one against Leon. Uh, frustratingly enough, but if you heard the the comments at the top of the show from Bruno Lage. Um, 
actually I cut it short before he explained that Servi or I, he explained that Grimaldo played against Cova de Piedad because he doesn't go to the national team and he'd been 20 something days without playing we're going to be in a similar situation when we travel to Vizela so I think anyone not included in their national team will be featured in that match and uh, Befica obviously have a job to do they need to go be professional dispose of the amateur side and move on to the next round and then get ready for the next uh, block of games in the in the Liga Nage. Looking forward, of course, to match day five in the UEFA Champions League. All right. I think that's going to do it for this one. Our, I want to thank everybody for joining me tonight here on this uh, podcast, episode 36, of course. Like I said, 37 will drop fairly soon with the review of the youth game against Leon. That's going to do it. All right. I'm going to send you away with, with some music again. And uh, since we don't know, and I surely don't know when we'll ever talk about Memphis Depay again, I got another song for you from Memphis Depay. This one's called No Love. All right. I'll send you away with that. We'll see you in the next episode here on Mr. Benfica. I am your host, the Mr. Mike Agustinu. Of course, on Twitter at Benfica Mister, Instagram at Mr. Benfica, and on Facebook, two words, Mr. Space Benfica. Or you can just find my personal account. Just search Mike Agustinu uh, on Facebook, and I should come up pretty quickly. Uh, I'm the one in Shrewsbury, Massachusetts. Um, if you look, and um, if you want to, f- if you want to. Follow me on my personal uh, Instagram. It's just at mogustinu20, mogustinu20, m-a-g-o-s-t-i-n-h-o-2-0, okay, on Instagram. Of course, if you like the show, please stop over at at, uh, at Apple and leave a rating, okay? Um, if you're listening on Spotify, leave a rating. Uh, I really, really appreciate that. It would help get this show out to more people as I continue to try to build this audience, uh, this listener base, and I try to expand it throughout the world. Amazing how the podcast game can just connect you with so many people around the world, and it's, it's a, of course, a joy to always connect with all of you uh, throughout the various different forms of communication. So have a good week, everyone. Enjoy the match this weekend, and we will catch up again soon here on Mr. Benfica. Peace out.
Lifestyle is a movie Ik kan er even back to the death and blind I became even blind to the boom Ik kan er even back to the death and blind I became even blind to the boom No love Weet waar ik vandaan kom, weet niet waar ik heen ga Heb alleen maar plannen voor vacation No wedding news of ik ben vergeten, nee Snel shoppen in stilzaam Jullie weten niet eens wat ik meemaak Monnetje is een vrouw van mijn leven No love No love En die money die ik maak die covert niks op Ik zei die money die ik maak die covert niks op No money, no cars Nothing at the moment changed my mind Ik weet niet eens of je leeft voor mij And I'm getting tired of wasting my time I'm getting tired, I'm not even lying I know you got diamonds, they're shining But I'm not impressed by the diamonds Impressed by the Christmas gift I got from Brian Yeah, I read my Bible and pray Yeah, I woke up on Mary Jane Portofino flow on the rocks Paparazzi on my hand I'm calling on a yacht Glory all to God Still waiting for mistakes We celebrating harder Smoking some cigars That's how I'm feeling today That's how I'm feeling the most of the time Don't even look at the price I just pay Getting abuse a big part of my life Say you understand but don't feel my pain God already said I have to wait But sometimes I feel like it is too late No love Even if I'm not going to anybody can't go I've been laying my plan for vacation No wedding goes so I've been forgetting Illus now shopping in season Jullie weten niet eens wat ik meemaak Monnetje is een vrouw van mijn leven No love No love And the money that I make, I cover nothing I said the money that I make, I cover nothing Vermelho de glória e paixão 
história é nossa e todo mundo vai vibrar A águia chegou e agora vai arrasar Vitória, Benfica, todo mundo vai cantar Benfica vai pegar, Benfica vai pegar A bola vai rolar, Benfica vai ganhar Chegou e agora vai arrasar A vitória é nossa e todo mundo vai vibrar A águia chegou e agora vai arrasar Vitória bem fica, todo mundo vai cantar Bem fica, vai pegar, bem fica, vai